Welcome to the Wisdom Journey with Stephen Davey. If you're new here, Stephen is teaching through the Bible with a new lesson each weekday. If you commit to follow along, we're convinced that God will use the power of His Word to make your journey through life a journey of wisdom. Today's lesson is called The Invisible, Invincible Kingdom. We can know that our service to God is not in vain because Jesus promises to grow his kingdom. Well, today as we set sail on our wisdom journey, the clock is ticking down the hours on the busiest recorded day in the ministry life of Jesus. And a shift has occurred in the ministry of the Lord to the nation of Israel because their religious leaders have led them to reject Jesus as their Messiah and King. Now, that rejection has consequences. First of all, the kingdom of God is no longer at hand. From Israel's perspective, it's, it's unexpectedly postponed. Secondly, how Israel is to relate to this postponed kingdom has got to be addressed. Jesus is going to explain it. Jesus is going to do that through parables. Remember, parables are earthly stories with heavenly meaning brought alongside. Now, in our last wisdom journey, Jesus was sitting in a boat on the northern edge of the Sea of Galilee. A huge crowd is gathered to hear him teach. I've had the privilege of being here at this site in Israel where the event was believed to have occurred. It's a beautiful, beautiful site. Gentle waves lap the shore and trees offer shade from the heat. It's really the perfect place for the Lord to tell a series of stories, natural stories with spiritual meaning. Now, Jesus' first parable, the parable of the soils, taught that while we await the coming kingdom, we're to sow the, the seed of the word of God throughout the world. Well, now Jesus tells the parable of the growing seed, which appears only in Mark's gospel and chapter 4. The Lord begins here in verse 26. The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. The earth produces by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. Let me tell you, this parable offers a lot of encouragement to every believer to this day who shares the gospel of Christ with other people. Those results, they don't depend on some kind of clever presentation of the gospel. You don't have to deliver a perfect gospel presentation. In fact, the Lord says here that the most diligent farmer has no idea what makes this seed sprout and grow. And that's because the life principle— the giver of life, is the Lord. So the power is, is not in the one who shares the gospel. We want to do it well, but the power is not in our presentation. The power is in the Word of God 
and the Spirit of God. In fact, the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 that the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Beloved, God is inviting us simply to faithfully, wisely sow the seed of God's Word and then trust Him for all the results. You know what that means? That means you can't take the credit for someone getting saved. It also means you shouldn't take the blame if they don't. In fact, the Apostle Paul, probably the greatest evangelist, the most fruitful evangelist and church planter ever, wrote this, I planted the seed, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. God made that seed come to life and bear fruit. Now, we're going to need to go back to Matthew chapter 13, where the remaining parables are recorded uh, for us here. And we have the parable of the tares and the wheat. You see, Christians aren't the only ones planting seed. Have you ever thought about the fact that we're not the only evangelists today? I I happen to think the cults and the false religions of our day are out evangelizing us. Uh, they, They seem to be more committed to planting counterfeit seed then the church seems to be planting the true seed. Well, the Lord says here in verse 24, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds, tares, among the wheat. Now, in Jesus' day, tares, or what we call today bearded darnel, that's a degenerate kind of wheat looks exactly like the genuine item until the grain appears. Well, they don't bear wheat at all. We, we, could, we could say they're pretending to be wheat all along. You know, I got some weeds out there in my yard. They mimic the plants they grow next to. In fact, I think I got more weeds than plants. Now, the trouble is tares are poisonous unless they're, they're separated from the wheat. Unless you do, you can't eat that wheat. Listen, to sow tares in another man's field was an act of sabotage. It wasn't just coincidental. It was intended to ruin that farmer's livelihood. In fact, further down in verse 36, the disciples asked Jesus what the parable means, and Jesus explains it. He's the sower. The field is the world. The good seed, that is the wheat, are true believers. The enemy's the devil. And the tares are pretenders. They look like uh, Christians. They seem to talk like Christians, but they're poisonous to the cause of true Christianity because they're hypocrites. Now, Jesus says that his kingdom plan is to allow both the wheat and the tares to grow up together. In fact, to spend all your time trying to root out discover all the pretenders, well, that isn't going to be good for genuine believers. Your focus in ministry isn't to go around and spot every false believer. I know pastors and churches today who think that's their mission in life. No, the Lord says here, wait until the final judgment, unless it's obvious, uh, and then discipline would be enacted. But if it isn't, don't, don't spend all your time trying to be a detective. That harvest time That future harvest time at that judgment is when God will separate the pretenders from the true possessors of the faith. Now, that harvest comes at the end of the days. Biblically, we understand it to be at the end of the tribulation. 
The angels are the reapers who will separate the wheat from the tares. Now, Jesus goes on to declare in verse 43 that the tares, the unbelieving lawbreakers, are going to suffer eternal judgment, while the righteous will shine in his kingdom, in the kingdom of their father. They're going to enter the kingdom and give great glory to God. Now, the point of the parable is that false believers are present during this current dispensation. Many are going to look very much like Christians, but they've never genuinely trusted in Jesus Christ. Now, just remember The Lord knows the hearts of people. You don't have to figure everybody out. In fact, he's the only one capable of determining who was pretending all along and who genuinely belongs to him and will one day then enter into his glorious millennial kingdom. Now, with that, verse 31 gives us another parable of the mustard seed. The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. Well, Jesus here is borrowing from a common Jewish saying, and in fact, they used it to describe something tiny as being as small as a mustard seed. Now, Jesus' point here is that God's kingdom program in the present age uh, begins very small, and it did, didn't it? Just a handful of followers who followed after Jesus. But, but that body of believers over the last 2,000 years, what's it doing? Well, it's, it's growing into this massive tree as more and more people come to find their nest, find their home in Christ as it were. Now, all along, God was planning a rather humble beginning for his king and, and, and his coming kingdom. You, you can't get much smaller than a mustard seed. It's one of the tiniest of garden seeds. But in one season, it can grow into a tree, as it were, 30 feet high. Well, the Lord's kingdom is just a little seed now. It's bigger now than when it started, but it's still small. But give it time, Jesus is saying. One day, God's kingdom will cover the earth. Well, these parables let us know that the kingdom might be invisible, but it is invincible. The king is at work behind the scenes. He's at work in the hearts of those who believe in him. And we do not amount to all that much today. You know, we're not going to tip the scales of world markets. The church isn't going to be featured or followed by the, by the crowd. For the most part, our message is, is going to be ignored. But, beloved, just, just keep this in mind. Just sow the seed. Keep following him. Keep trusting him. What he's doing in the world might not look like much today. You just wait. One day Jesus is going to return with us. He's going to establish his glorious kingdom. And what a joy that's going to be for his kingdom will reach around the world. Well, until our next wisdom journey, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.
That was Stephen Davey, and he called this lesson the Invisible, Invincible Kingdom. Would you be interested in receiving several sample issues of the magazine Stephen publishes? In each issue, Stephen examines a topic through the lens of Scripture. He helps you to think biblically about some of the important issues you face in life. For example, he's written on topics such as how the universe came into existence, how to have a more vibrant prayer life, a biblical look at why there is evil in the world, how we can find true happiness and what is real happiness, and much more. The magazine also has a daily devotional guide that you can follow. We also include some updates and information about our ministry, and we'd like to send you the next three copies. Visit wisdomonline.org forward slash magazine to learn more. That's wisdomonline.org forward slash magazine. Join us next time to continue the wisdom journey.